Football fans of the world unite and take over. It is that time of the week again. It's a healthy obsession. The weekly show is here. Myself, Adam Thelwell, and Thomas Hurdle is in the building alongside me. The show is brought to you by Small Goal Soccer. And there is loads to discuss. As always, Manchester City are seemingly running away with the Premier League title. We're going to be taking a look back at their encounter with Liverpool, as well as the rest of the Premier League matches from the past week. We're going to be taking a look at all of the big stories from around the world of football, the good, the bad and the ugly and basically anything Tom and I found funny. We've got the game with no name going down and we've got this week's hot topic. We appreciate everyone tuning in. If you're new, welcome. If you are a loyal listener, we appreciate it. Get with us on the web at healthyobsession.soccer. We are going to get into the show now. Cheers. All right, this is it. We are here, a healthy obsession, top 20 podcast in the world. How does that make you feel? In the world? Well, I don't know about that. That's a bit aggressive. I think it's America. America. In soccer or general? No, in soccer. I was going to say, you've got to give some context on that. You can't just say we're a top 20 podcast in the world. Yeah, sorry. Then... I'll peel back a little bit. Yeah. We're top 20 in soccer in Phoenix. No, I'm joking. <laughs> in the United States. We're up there with Joe Rogan. Magic. Yeah. You've just got crazy uh, conspiracies going on. The Joe Rogan of soccer conspiracies. Seth Blatter is Lionel Messi's dad. No? Not having that? No bites. Is that too much? No bites. Call in if you agree or disagree with me. Too wacky for me. Too wacky for you. Tom, top five um, Lionel Messi moments. Do you want to talk about that? None of them. He was amazing again this weekend. He scored a win off the bench, didn't he? He's ridiculous. Yeah, he's outrageous. I don't even want to talk about him. Upsetting How long me. will Messi play for? He, he could legitimately play into his 40s. So, Super Bowl yesterday. So, just fit, while this is front of mind, yeah. Lionel Messi, in the game that he came on and played in against Espanol, maybe? Anyway, they won 3-2 at the weekend. Mm-hmm. You can see the future unfolding of what kind of footballer he's going to be. Because he's withdrawing and he's so good at visionary of the game. Picking people out. He's just he's turned into a central midfielder. He's just zipping the ball around everywhere. So he could do that for another ten years. You don't need to be like crazily athletic to do that. Could you how old is Brady? So Brady won a Super Bowl yesterday. He's forty three. Tom Brady's forty three. Is Messi playing at forty three? Ooh. No, well, it's football soccer is more demanding. Tom Brady gets hit. Yeah. Because he's so good, he doesn't get hit very often. True. So that's why he can go on forever. Good quarterbacks don't get hit very much. What, does that, what does that say about football, American football? That you can play to 43 and be elite? Well, I, that, I think that's an irrelevant question because Tom Brady's just a one-off. He's a Is he a one-off? Yes. Because a lot of quarterbacks, there are a lot of quarterbacks over the age of 40. Because what I'm saying to you is like... Because they don't have to deal with the impact stuff. They don't have impact stuff. Like watch them when, like even yesterday, Patrick Mahomes yeah. is about to be hit and they're so well-versed about what to do if they're going to get hit. They, yeah. pr- they hit the floor really quickly. True. And most players avoid going through them because they'll get the, uh, what do you call it, um, after the facts, like what's the foul called where they like hit them after the facts, unnecessary roughness, there you go. things like that. So that so the defense like pull out almost in certain circumstances they can and can't. I'm not going to pretend I'm a fucking expert yeah. about <laughs> American football, but we're talking about you know longevity in the game, right? And I guess they only play what 16 games a year. Yeah, it's a short. 18? It's a short season. Yeah, yeah it's a where short. Messi's playing 40, 50, 60 games a year. Yeah, and, and just 
soccer is way more intense on your body in a different way. Yeah. Wear and tear is so much higher. Well, I think, whereas NFL is just impact, right? I wonder what the, imagine the mileage of competitive games of a American football player, mm. let's say a quarterback, yeah. versus a soccer player over the lifetime of the career, distance covered over the lifetime of a career yeah. in games. Probably mental. Oh, yeah. It's night and day. It's insane. Do you think, which... You, you've talked about, like, we talked about this yesterday when the Super Bowl was going on. Which soccer players would you really like to see go into play in the NFL? <laughs> For various reasons, right? Whether it's athleticism okay. or just be someone that's mental. Like, do you want to stick Vinnie Jones at a tight end and, like, <laughs> <laughs> have him just smashing people up? Can you see a Dama Troy as, like, a wide receiver? Yes. He's not very tall, though, is he? Yeah, but, I mean, he could be running back. It's rapid. He'd yeah, be a running g- back. yeah, give him the ball. Yeah. Let him yeah. Yeah. Harry people. Kane kicking field goals. He's terrible at free kicks and corners. So I don't know why he thinks. So he announced this week that when he retires from football, he wants to be a go kick in the NFL. But he's terrible at free kicks, terrible at corners. Correct me if I'm wrong. We had the touch on this yesterday. All soccer players, including yourself, because you said this yesterday. Yeah. All soccer players fancy themselves as kickers in American football. Right. Right? Like, all of them. It's, like, something that everyone, I think, I think is just, like, piss easy. But it's really fucking hard. I tried kicking a field goal before. It's really difficult. It's not easy. Oh, I thought. I was like, oh, piss this. No problem. 60 yards, mate. Pull it back another 10 feet. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> like, I just spooned it. Cut right. And the ball was just like an egg spinning oh, around. It's hard. It's all technique, really isn't it? Well, that's why they count off their steps when they do it. Like, they're very detailed now they do it. What's that Ronaldo-esque? Like, yeah, it is. Step back yeah. And legs open. <laughs> legs open, standing over yeah. the ball. But Kane, Kane is a terrible free kick, kick, kick taker. Yeah. I'd love to see Tom Brady go in and play like central midfield for. Uh... Didn't was it was it Ocho Cinco? Chad Ocho Cinco. Yeah. He had trials with um, Sporting Kansas City. That's right. Yeah, yeah. along with you saying. And Bolt. I think I think he's still playing like pickup in like New York. Nice, because he. he I, th- I thought I saw a news story this week where he bet like five grand on a game of pickup. Huh. And, and lost. Jay Feely is local to Arizona and he's involved in soccer, right? And he was a kicker for the Cardinals? Yeah, I think he coaches yeah. a high school locally here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he was a big, big kicker. I think he was actually interviewed on the Super Bowl yesterday. He kind of popped in with a bit of insight to the game. Not a little knowledge. So uh, what did you make of it, Tom? We watched the Super Bowl yesterday. Did you enjoy it? Are you, I don't, uh, I don't uh, understand a lot of it, to be okay. honest with you. So it was a bit of a non-event, wasn't it? I want it to be a close uh, game. You want it to be a competitive cup it, final. It was really one-sided, wasn't it? A bit boring, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. There was like no big, like, shiny moments where you're like, wow, that was amazing. It was like men against boys. Yeah, it was a bit of just a, like... And Brady didn't break sweat. He didn't, did he? No. He didn't look phased at all. And what I find interesting about is, so this is a good question in how it pertains to soccer. How much, of, who's the biggest impact player ever? Because Tom Brady has picked up his bags going from New England Patriots, where he's just pissed Super Bowls. Yeah. He's shown up at a random franchise like Tampa, who have been shit forever, yeah. and they've won the Super Bowl the same season he joined. Is there a soccer player that's joined a club that you can think of off the top of your head that's had that much of an impact? I don't think there is, to no. be honest with you. I, the only one for me would be Cantona, but not even to that level. Because of what he did to Manchester but, but United... Weren't United pretty good when he arrived? They were okay. I mean, he had just won the league with Leeds, right? So he transferred to United, and United won the league the following season. Yeah, fair. And he was taught off of being the catalyst for the mentality shift at the club. Yeah. I'm not even saying it's the same thing, because Tom Brady is just one of a kind. I mean, to win the number of Super Bowls that he's won 
maybe only Ronaldo is in that bracket, right? I think in soccer, managers have more of an influence than players in that, in that context. Because you think of some managers that have moved and then carried on getting success. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Well, let's start talking about success and maybe a lack of it, shall we? Okay. There's been loads of footy going on again, so why don't we just do a little recap for our wonderful listeners? Are you having a tough time keeping up with all the games? I, I can't keep up. Every week of the show. So Tom and I just drove down to where yeah. we did the podcast together and I was tr- literally trying to think, I can't remember what was this week, last week. So that's what notes are for though, yeah? That's what notes are for. So let's start with the big game of the weekend, the one that everyone was looking forward to, myself included. And again, it turned out to be a bit of a non-event was Liverpool and Manchester City. What did you think, Thomas? Yeah. Did you watch the game? I watched second half. Okay. So... Heard the first half. Was the first half a bit boring? Yeah, it was quiet. Um, there's not much to it. I saw there was one clip that came out of it where I think Liverpool had a free kick and mm. was it Gundogan was it laying behind the wall? Yeah. And he pulled someone by their head to uh, like realign them behind the wall. What do you what, think of that? I was going to ask you that. I think it's bizarre. Why do you have someone laying behind the wall? Mm. Which, well, I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. I think it... Have you ever seen a free kick when someone's done it hit the guy? Under the wall? Yeah. Like the it, guy lying down. It forces them to go over the top, doesn't it? Yeah. I'd just go for him anyway. So, but you want that. I can't wait for a free kick to be hit. It goes under the wall, hits the guy and deflects and goes in the other Flips corner. up in the air. That'd be fantastic. Like a little scoopy board. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, the, but the, like for me, the way you jump, so textbook wall mm. should, when they jump. Textbook. Should have their, should point their toes down like a ballerina. That's what I've always taught. Yeah. So when the wall jumps, so you point your toes. Yeah. Just point your toes so the ball can't, Get underneath you. I hate being in the wall. Oh, it's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. It's a horrible feeling, especially when it was like cold in England growing up. Just catching a cold one right in the ear. Ping. Yeah, zipping off Ooh. your ear. And then your ear gets really hot. <laughs> it's like it's on fire. And you're, oh, feel my ear. Feel yeah. my ear. It's like on fire. We're not yeah. feeling ears again, are we? Nah, not in the ear thing. Lots of ear feeling last night. Yeah, there was, wasn't there? Yeah. Not, not between thing. you and I. No. Yeah. All right. So uh, Liverpool City. <laughs> Back to that. Uh, yeah. So there was a, a bit of a dodgy penalty miss. Gundu and uh, skied a penalty. Went up halfway up the cop. <laughs> Mate, that thing kept moving up. There. <laughs> I thought it was a bit of a soft penalty initially. Um, mm. I, th- I think it was warranted, but the pen was atrocious. It was bad. Really bad. And then, what do you think about this after the game? Because he, he tweeted about it, didn't he? Mm. Gundogan made a joke about, oh well. I heard that you get three points for going over the top in the Super Bowl. Mm. It's like, it's only funny because you won. Well, yeah, Andy scored. Did score afterwards. And he had a good game. So I don't know, did you see the thing on Twitter about the guy making the bet on uh, no. Gundogan? Oh. So he had a ticket with the uh, first goal scorer, Gundogan, uh, to get the first goal. He skies the penalty. The guy's like made a little video on Twitter screaming and cursing, shows his ticket and rips it up and throws it. Fuck off. And then 10 minutes later, <laughs> <Gundogan> <laughs> gets the opening goal. No way. One knobhead. Yep. So anyway, he had a good game after that. He's, he, I think I saw a stat where Gundogan is, in the last 10 Premier League games, he's the top scorer in the league. Yeah, based on the last 10. Such a good player. So let's go to Liverpool quickly. What's going on there? Because they can make as many excuses as they want. They still had a very strong team out against Manchester City yesterday. Guardiola said after the game that they're missing players as well. City are missing De Bruyne. Jesus is coming back from injury. So what, what is going on with Liverpool and what's next? Liverpool, Liverpool's style of play mm. is, is built upon a foundation where they relied on Van Dijk as a centre-back mm. to basically do the dirty work behind 
Robinson and um, Alexander-Arnold. Was this, so, sorry, was it, just on Van Dijk, before I forget, was this coming before Van Dijk got injured, though? That 7-2 Villa defeat, was, was Van Dijk was in the team, and well, has it been on the cards for them? Have they just not re-upped and sort of pushed on? I think it's hard to stay at the level that they've been at. It's mm-hmm. difficult, right? You get fatigued, other teams have improved, other teams started figuring out how to, to play Liverpool, right? That's what happens over time. People see the weaknesses and take opportunities and... Listen, the, game, the game's a game of momentum. So someone beats Liverpool, the next team says, hey, now's a good week to play and they're already rocking a bit. We're going to play differently. We're not going to partner the bus. We're going to go at them, change the mentality. And, and that snowballs, keeps going. Roy Keane called them bad champions. He said he didn't see the same conversation around uh, them pushing on as like a championship team would have and saying, we want to do it again next season. He said he felt that there was a bit of complacency around the team, like they've reached the milestone and now they've got to motivate themselves to go again. But that's also Roy Keane just like trolling and like having jabs at Liverpool. I think he's got a point though. Mm. I do think he's got a point. You see it, yeah? Some of them seem content with the fact they've won it. It was very much like... It didn't have that feel of like, we're going to dominate for the next 10 years. It yeah. was like, we've won it, it's special. It's been 30 it. years. Yeah, and listen, there's, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. Mm. But the vibe isn't that they're going to go on and dominate. Yeah, and, agreed. And I don't see how they're going to spin out of where they're at right now. I don't see them digging themselves out. So <laughs> what, what I was saying with the, with the Van Dyke, his defensive ability allowed them to attack so freely, mm. which took so much weight off. But now when they're defending, they don't have that safety net to catch them. They're just getting exposed left, right and centre. Well, and one person that did a little bit of exposing and he exposed himself, um, but he did it as a goalkeeper for Liverpool as Alisson, who had an absolute stinker. Hey, why is he wearing trousers? Yeah, he shouldn't be wearing trousers. I hate that. What are you wearing trousers for? Stop wearing trousers. Is he that? I... How do, do keepers must get freezing though? I don't care. <laughs> no, I'm in that. I don't care. <laughs> what are you wearing trousers Klopp, for? Klopp said after the game that he had cold feet. Yeah, or he might have had cold feet. Yeah, yeah. stupid. Yeah, I get the tracksuit bottoms off, mate. And that, those two goals, like, if your pub keeper does that, that is terrible. Oh, fuming. Just put it anywhere than where you put it. It was so lazy. Just no, like there, was, there was an angle behind him where he shanked the one to the left. To the, the first one, yeah. yeah. And it was pitiful. I mean, just textbook there. You just... just Clear it as high and as long as you can. Yeah. And there's no problems. Do, I don't get it. Do we even need to talk about how good Phil Foden is? Stockport Massive? Special player. It is unbelievable. I'm excited for the future of England right now. I've never seen a player, no, not never, but, but I've not seen a player like him, or that style of just drifting effortlessly oh. across the pitch. He doesn't even look like he's trying. Flows by just people. Floating across the pitch. I'm excited to see him, Grealish, Kane and Sterling. Rashford? Yeah, we'll have him as well. <laughs> Imagine those four, Promising. those five. Yeah, yeah. Scary. It's frightening. Phil Foden's uh, going to be the best player in the league. I mean, he's Man. absolutely outrageous. He, he's, he's been underneath, what was it, David Silver that he was watching for yeah. the last... Yeah. Three, four years. Nurturing. Yeah, and just, yeah. just imagine that day in, day out, seeing how he does things. And uh, like, it's, it's, it's coming together quickly. It's scary. So finally on City, before we move on, do you see any way past them winning the league this season? And they've conceded two goals in 11 games, Tom. Spurs play them on Sunday, so... Spurs will win that game, though. <laughs> we'll talk about Spurs in a minute. Spurs are shit, but they'll beat City. I hope Something daft. I, I, I hope not, because what will happen is we'll, we'll defend all games, yeah. score in a counter-attack, and then we'll play that way for the next 10 games and lose. Yeah. 
Pain, painful viewing. We'll talk mm-hmm. about Spurs in just a moment. Uh, quickly on United, Manchester United versus Southampton, nine nil in the week again. An absolute romp. How have they been beaten twice? Nine nil. It's bad. Some of the Southampton tweets were funny because they were just like falling apart. I was like, please don't concede again. Please don't concede again. You know, a fair play to the coach after the game. He came out and I thought, you can decline the interview, right? And he was really humble and he was just honest and he gave a really good interview. And I thought, fucking good for you, mate, because you've got to be really hurting at a moment. He's a professional football coach. That's got to hurt so, so much. It's it's mad because he cried when they beat Liverpool, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? He was crying on the pitch because he'd beaten Klopp. And now he gets a thump in the eight. It's funny how the game uh, turns on you so quickly, doesn't it? Southampton Southampton are now in free fall. So they lost this weekend to Newcastle and Newcastle picking up a couple of good results. But yeah, they're in a bit of a free fall at the moment, but they've got a terrible injury list, Southampton. Like 90% of their squad's fucked. They're in trouble. (laughs) They got a red card, what, after two minutes? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, ninety seconds. That, that was a, that was a bad tackle. Yeah, yeah the, man, the manager knew immediately. Like, like no one said anything. I mean, he went in above the knee uh, in the first ninety seconds of the game, and it's, it's terrible. It ruined it for Southampton. And they had another red later at, on in the game at six nil. Referee yeah. sent another one off. That was a soft one as well. Grim that in it. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. It's a tough day for them. United did the business though, and then uh, moving into the next game this weekend, they played Everton, and it was kind of revert to form and. Uh, and more of the same from United where they look great one game and they're not able to close matches out. I mean, Everton, the game should have been seen off. They were 2-0 up at half-time and cruising and they've let, they gave Everton a window. And fair play to Everton. A couple of great goals. James Rodriguez, oh, yeah. superb finish. What do you, uh, the, the goal, what, 95th minute equaliser? Correct. What's your take on it as a, as a United fan? Uh, De Gea, I think. I think him come out, he should have come out. Culpable, Maguire, awful. He was, he's the leader, the captain of the team, and he's five yards behind the rest of the line. And uh, There's so many goals conceded from set pieces these days. Uh, no, Corners, I, I just don't kicks. think anyone wants to attack the ball anymore. I mean, no. I don't think... I don't think defenders want to, they're not packed. Like when you watch centre-backs former years from, you know, I'm giving the United, when the man you've had wanted to go and attack the ball. He wanted more than anything to go and get to the ball. Defenders now are brought up in a way that they are... They're players. Players. To play, it's what what the focus is on about how they build out and their shape and what do they do on the ball and how Mm -hmm. do they attack. It's not about fucking clear the ball, get stuck into a tackle, defend or the basics of what you need to do to be a, in my opinion, a successful football team. You, you have to be solid at the back. And so many top level teams, in my opinion right now, aren't solid at the back. You know, we talked about it yesterday. Name five brilliant centre-backs World right now. World-class yeah. centre-backs. It's hard. Well, and even half of those, you would put in the category of like, well, they're just great footballers. Yeah. But is that like, do we just, the position has just changed. Right? The game's changed, the position's changed. You need to be able to play because you're getting the ball five yards from the keeper now. Yeah. And start under like, pressure. Yeah, under pressure and having to play out the back. Whereas growing up, it was like the centre back just saw the ball going over his head from a goal kick. So, <laughs> so what, what's more important, having a centre back that can play under pressure five yards from goal? Or a centre-back who can win tackles and win balls. You need the hybrid, right? And and I don't think United have got that. Whereas City, I think John Stones can play. That Ruben Diaz can play as well. Yeah. But I think that they've got enough solid... Like, they're solid enough where yeah. they, they can go and put the challenges in. That That's the partnership. I think United want to have that with Maguire and Lindelof or Bailly and Maguire. They just, for whatever reason, it's missing. And the fact that they can't see out games like that, Solskjaer said it after the game, he's like, like, we can't win games like that, we can't challenge for a title. Yeah. You've got to be able to do a 2-0 up and they were cruising. I thought, this, I thought this game was going to finish 3 or 4-0. 
they were battering Everton and all of a sudden they gave him a window and Everton fair play to them but even a 3-2 see the game out it's game management yeah. and United felt to do it De Gea's the one there's a massive question mark over I think there has been for a while for me that they've got a great goalkeeper in Henderson on the bench mm-hmm. that they need to start looking down the chain and thinking look maybe it's time to move De Gea on they needed to cash in a couple of years ago on him. There's been rumours about him going for years right. now, and he's still there, and he's still there. Same a big it's... new deal. Uh, mad. Phil Jones is back on the roster, though. So oh, that's exciting. That's good. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's talk about Spurs now, because <laughs> United is depressing me. Um, let's move on to... Oh, so because you're depressed, you now want to depress yeah. me. Yeah. Share your misery. Yeah, share misery with yeah. you, mate. What a nice guy. This is football. Spurs, Chelsea, what did you make of it? I didn't watch it. Okay. As a Spurs fan, I... Uh, Partly out of work commitment, I missed the first 60 minutes. Were you just avoiding it? And partly because I'm in a group chat with my dad and my brother-in-law and a couple of other friends who are Spurs fans. And I opened up the first kind of three or four messages and I was like, don't need that today. Not doing it. Not submitting myself to it. It was pitiful, I guess. We we were completely toothless. And and he's he's obviously put a blame on missing Harry Kane, right? Which Mm. I totally agree with, right? You're missing Harry Kane, it impacts you. But we play some bloody awful football. We, they, they looked like a team. So I watched the highlights back. We looked like a team that had almost decided, like, we, we'd thrown in the towel. Like, we, we don't want to play this way. We just, it looked like a preseason game at some points where we were pressing. It was piss poor. And still, like, just from, I watched the game and I only caught the highlights of the West Brom game. But to me, it looks like a team still where Mourinho just hasn't really given the team an identity of, like, what are they doing? If you're going to be pragmatic and defend, and they're not doing that well. They're not a good passing team. They're not really a good counter-attacking team. Sometimes they are, but it feels like he just doesn't know what it is yet. And it's like you're running out of time, mate. Tottenham are on a he's, bad he's, run at the he's, moment. He's always been about grind out results, be solid defensively. But we're not solid enough defensively to grind out results. But I don't know why he just doesn't want to go and attack. Listen, we're not good enough at the back. So we're going to try and score three because that might just secure the points. Yeah. But it doesn't have that mentality. That's never been Mourinho's way. But it is very, very frustrating to watch. But with that said, Spurs are still... I mean, we're not. We're four points outside the the Champions League spots, which can happen very quickly. Mm We're still in the Europa League. We're in the final of the Carling Cup. Carling Cup? Carabao, Carabao Cup. Yeah. <laughs> just revert back to my olden days. Get your brands right, yeah, Tom, mate. please. Yeah. And, and we're still, Carabao, we're suing. <laughs> and we're still in the FA Cup, you know. Yeah. So, how bad is it? Yeah, well, I mean, there's, there's still some good things going on. They got a win, a much-needed win against West Brom. A bit more convincing. Looked, looked a lot better as well. Came, came back in the mix and son, which, you know, they, they both needed a goal, I think, just to... Get the team back in. Uh, yeah, I was surprised motion. he came back so quick. I, I thought he was going to be out for like a couple of months. Yeah, back in the mix. And he was in and he scored a great goal. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's promising for Spurs. So going back to Chelsea, um, Chelsea are kind of just like doing their thing. They've maybe maybe just got into the groove really quickly, or is it just the uh, the euphoria of yeah having the new manager there and like the the new face and the, but they looked good. I thought they played their manager game well against Tottenham, yeah. Sheffield United. They did well. They've conceded one goal in four with two shots in charge. Unbeaten. Unbeaten. What's it? One draw in three wins. Yeah. The only goal they conceded was an own goal. Do you see it, Rudiger? 
an unbelievably worrying going goal. What was he thinking about? I don't know what he was doing. The keeper was too short for a pass back. It was like four yards, not even. It was like three yards away from him. All the keeper would have done would, would be to clear it anyway, which right. he could have done. So uh, <laughs> yeah. very bizarre to me. That was strange, strange choice. That was like a total brain fart moment. They've started calling it Tuchel ball, haven't they? Tuchel ball. Is yeah. it Tuchel? I'm saying it right. Or is it Tuchel? Tuchel. He's not Tuchel. Tuchel. No. Yeah, he's not Tuchel. Neither that. But he also is uh, quite a young manager and um, very promising for Chelsea by the looks of it at the moment. At the moment. You say he's a young manager. 47, John. Is it? Well, yeah, think about everyone else. Roy Hodgson's 80. <laughs> Sam Allardyce <laughs> has got me in 60, 70. Klopp's probably 50. 50. You got a thing? Guardiola's 50 odd. Yeah, fair enough. So 47 is probably right. one of the younger managers in the league. Right. So, Sean Dyche has got to be 50. I think he's around there, isn't he? Right. Love Sean Dyche. Phone in if you know the answer. Is too short, too cool, the uh, youngest manager in the league? No, he's not. Who is then? Uh, Arteta? Has to be probably Arteta. Arteta's yeah. early 40s, probably. Yeah. No, it has to be Arteta. Has to be Arteta. Yeah. Could it have been, would have, it would have been, been Lampard. Lampard yeah. yeah. But no, it's not. Sorry. Solskjaer? No, Solskjaer's probably early 40s. It's older than Lampard, isn't he? Yeah, because he retired. Yeah. Way before. Way before, yeah, so fuck that. All right, sweet. <laughs> uh, yep, so Chelsea doing their thing. They are, uh, I don't know, it's still a little bit too soon to sell, I think. It's just, hey, we'll see what happens. It's, it's still way too early to start talking about, I think it's just entertaining now, how, how much movement there is in the league. I think City will pull away. Yeah, I think um, But so. outside of that, I think it's going to be, people are going to jump from seventh to third, and then they're going to drop down to sixth, and it's going to be all over the place. Can Tottenham please beat City this weekend? I'll put in a request. Because if that happens and United can get their shit together, then it might be interesting. Because otherwise, it could be over by the end of March. Yes. It really could be. Yeah. I can see I can see City pulling like 15 points ahead yeah. by March. No doubt about it. We'll see. They're just getting in that groove now where they just don't look like anything's going to go wrong for them. They looked really fired up. When they, when they beat Liverpool, yeah. they looked like they wanted it. A couple of statement games like that yeah. where you just... The manager will have said to them, like, look, go and win this game because this is like... The statement match, yeah. and now we're going to move on. And he's looking at the fixtures. And, yeah. Yeah, he beats it together. Fuck's sake. All right, moving on. Last one before half time, uh, real quick. Good win for Villa. Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal fall again. They're fucking unbelievably bad. It's very weird. Very, very weird. They look decent in moments how, and really shit. How much longer does he get, Arteta? Probably about as long as Mourinho. Ooh. Well, they, they played 23 games. They've played more games than anyone else. And they're sitting in 11th. Leeds just went above them today. And Leeds have a game in hand on them. Just think about that. Leeds newly promoted. Good result today again. Who did Leeds beat today? Um, I'll have a look for you. Crystal Palace, 2-0. Yeah, so, you know, Arsenal, middle of the pack. Poor. <laughs> but Villa, yeah, Villa still in contention. You know, looking decent. Yeah, that's good for them. What are Villa? You said eighth. Villa, yeah, ninth. Ninth. Huh. But it's tight. If you look at it, you've got from 13th is 29 points. Yeah. And 5th is 39 points. So 10 points separating. I mean, a couple of wins propels you. David Moyes Champions League football coming your way. On that note, should we hit half time? Please. All right. All right, let's go second half. If you could have anything given to you as a man of the match award, what would you want? Curry takeaway. Curry takeaway. <laughs> I suggest you sign for Carlisle United. Why is that? 
uh, win, lose, or draw. One of their uh, sponsors. They now they now award their uh, man of the match a bowl of curry, basically. Uh, that's quite nice, though, isn't it? Minging if you've just been beaten 9-0. Imagine that at Old Trafford. You're the Southampton. You wouldn't be man of the match if you've been beaten 9-0, would you? Uh, no, I don't think so. But imagine like you lose in the last minute. You've had a really good game. You lose in the last minute. You're really pissed off and angry. Someone's like, man of the match, mate, here's a curry. Have you ever been given man of the match after having like your team not have a good game, but you maybe had a decent game? and then It's like, you know, a keeper getting beat 6-0 and getting man of the match because you, he made a bloody You know what's funny? Man of the match... Like in the college game, which is really the last high level I played at, they never really did like a man of the match. Like it was never really a notable, like you're the man of the match. Hmm. And they don't, we don't do it with youth. It's not an American thing, really? Not, not as much as I think of. Americans love an individual award as well. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem as prevalent hmm. here. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. So, yeah, so anyway, uh, Joe Riley got a uh, curry given to him as man of the match award after Carlisle United got beat and you should see the picture and his face. It looks like someone's like stolen his Christmas presents. Like just to paint the picture here guys, it's an actual curry in like a tray. A foil tray. <laughs> like <laughs> With, a takeaway curry. What I love more is that there's a fork wedged in the top of it. I know. And his, <laughs> poor, his poor little face. But if you were the sponsor of the team, like if I owned a curry takeaway shop, I would want you in a picture with a curry. Yeah, of course. What's your go-to curry? Ooh, like tikka masala. Tikka masala. Yeah, tikka masala is right. good. Yeah, there's not really many curries I don't like. No, no. I don't no. think there's uh, korma's like a baby curry. Like you're yeah. a baby if you get a korma. What's the point? Vindaloo. If I want to have like, if Ooh. I'm being hardcore. Really? Yeah. I've never gone vindaloo. I've had a vindaloo. I'll go, I'll go like madras. I like a little madras. You need to make sure that you've got milk on site if you're getting a vindaloo. Too spicy. Yeah, just a little shot of milk. Maybe it's maybe this curry's like not like the kind of curry he likes. Maybe that's why he's upset. He looks upset in the picture. Yeah, he's, he's got it there. What yeah. would you pick if you could get anything for a man of the match award? Well, the traditional champagne's quite nice, isn't it? Yeah. But I'm not a big champagne drinker, so what's the point of that? Yeah, just give it to one of your mates. You'd re-gift it, wouldn't you? Do you think it would be food? Would you want food? Or would you want like something like... Imagine you're sponsored by like, a tool company. They give you like a hammer. It would be, <laughs> cool be nice to get a socket set of spanners. Brilliant. A set of socket spanners. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, yeah, something, something practical. Something I can use. A case of light bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They should do more of that instead of those little shit trophies. It should or be like, like something you can use. A gift card. How do you think after Phil Foden's game against Liverpool on Sunday, do you think he would have felt if like the sponsor was like a tax accounting company and they gave him like his taxes for the year? Well, like they paid his taxes for him. I think he'd be thrilled. Yeah, no, no. Like, They'll file them for him. Yeah, for yeah. free. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Do you think he'd be up for that? Yeah, brilliant. Or if it was like Dulop Paint, uh, Dunlop Paint. Dulop or Dunlop? Dunlop. Dunlop. And Dunlop Paint was just like, yeah, we're going to give you a load of cans of paint. <laughs> I think that's something to explore. You think he would have been chuffed? I want suggestions. Because when the Phoenix Pints come out, that's what we're going to... We explore different man of the match awards. Ring, ring in anyway. This show. Yeah. What other moments should be? What other moments in a game should be highlighted? Like obviously you got the man of the match. Right. Like, what's it? Tackle of the match. We used Who to... could, they should incentivize like the hardest, fairest tackle of the game. You know which what? Which brings the, back tackling. The most popular. We haven't done it for years, and the most popular reward we ever gave out in our leagues mm -hmm. that we run was the wooden spoon. 
and people used to love it. So the worst two teams in the league would have a dead rubber match, yeah. but we would actually give a wooden spoon out at the end of the game. So the losing team. They fucking loved it. <laughs> teams absolutely loved it. They were like, teams were excited to be in the wooden spoon game. Jesus. And I'd take a picture of the bloke with a wooden spoon and be fucking thrilled. We gotta start, we gotta bring that back. Bring it back. Yeah, people enjoy, really enjoyed that. I like that. it. Yeah, so yeah, hard tackle, keep a save maybe, like a real worldy yeah. save. Yeah, I'm not big on individual awards. I don't really no. like them. End of the season is good. Makes it interesting for Sunday League. Well, I think at the end of the season it's good. I love end of season awards. Like ceremonies, I love it. We used to do it. We used to have a wind-up award. We need to bring it back for Phoenix Celtic. And most, it, most improved player. Most improved player. <laughs> it's fucking gold. Oh, because someone will be Nobody so, wants to be the most improved player. Someone was so player. pissed off getting a most improved player like, trophy. Fuck off. And you give it to someone that you know it would trigger. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. it's fucking brilliant. Like we that. need to bring that back. I like that. Sensational. Mistake of the season. That should always be there yeah, as well. Yeah, wanker of the cock, season. Biggest cock up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of cock ups, Hamil- Hamilton Academicals in right. uh, the Scottish Football League have tragically sacked their commentator because he came back from halftime and he was talking about having a jobby. Now, for anyone that doesn't know what a jobby is, it's a shit. So he come back on. So halftime, he's come back from halftime and mm. he's kicked off the second half and he's talking about his shit. Yeah. He was talking about just having a wee jobby. And yeah, that was it. And he got sacked. Bit harsh, you sacked for it. There's something else going on there. Is that not protocol? Like you maybe don't talk about doing a poo? I think it probably should be common knowledge that you maybe shouldn't talk about your halftime shit if you're a commentator. Do you think they got any complaints? Do you think people called up and were like, I don't want to be hearing this. I'm eating my dinner, watching a game. Not Hamilton fans. No, yeah, good point. Yeah. What will they be bothered for? <laughs> yeah. It must have been a really bad game if he just need. That's what where he ended up. Like, yeah, that's the highlight. That's what I've got to talk about. Yeah, I don't know. Would you be upset if you're sacked for that? I just don't. I don't think I'd say that. To be fair, so. would you like to be a football commentator? Do you know, what? I'd fancy a dabble in it every now and then. I was listening to some I will not name um, college games this week because mm. um, a lot of the Division One, Division Two college programs kicked into gear uh, with games this past week. They on telly. Some of them are the live streams, a lot of them, right? Okay. They have commentary. Yeah. Some of it's atrocious. I've heard. I, I feel like I could go on. Maybe me and you should reach out to some of the local colleges and say, hey, we'll come in and do your commentary. I did it in uh, Greece. Didn't you I? did do it on yeah. our, for the Nigeria game, didn't yeah, you? How yeah. was it? I never got to hear that back. I've never heard it back. You never heard it back? No, I never heard it back. I got a lot of compliments, though. Yeah? Yeah. Insightful? I don't know about that because Were the guy. criticizing the manager's tactics. Yeah, so yeah, the manager's a wanker. <laughs> We won 4-0, by it, the way. It was, so. it was an odd scenario because it was pissing it down. Really bad. And the commentary box didn't have a roof. They're like makeshift like umbrellas <laughs> over it. So like the electrical game was getting slammed. Sued. Yeah, yeah. That was, it was kind of an interesting experience, but we talked about a lot of stuff away from football, why yeah. that game was going on. But I've heard it is much harder than people like... It's like, not easy to do. Yeah. Because you... you, you you have to be insightful, mm. but concise in what you say, mm. right? So it's, it's I, I fancy a dabble at it. I think it'll be a fun challenge, giving okay. it a go. So anyone wants, you know, Tom and Adam as their commentary team. Well, why don't we just do it over like a Celtic game? Let's test it. We'll VO, we'll VO record the game and then me and you'll commentate talk, back on the talk game. Talk our way through. Do you want to do that? I like it. Yeah, we can do that. We'll test that one. Yeah. Very, we should do that. That'd be hilarious. All right. All right. So next, next project. On the cards. <laughs> yeah, no, it's an interesting... I don't know if you've seen with the Arlo White bloke. He always posts pictures of his... You um, love Arlo White, don't I'm you? a big you Arlo White. Love I'm him. all right. I don't mind him. Have you got a poster of him on your wall? I'm tattooed on my leg. That'd be an interesting poster to have. 
Out of way. No, just freak people out. Commentating. But whenever we uh, we get some photos, we need a Arlo, signed Arlo White photo. Yes. Up in the studio. 100%. Arlo, can you make that happen? Or someone at NBC? Does he yes. work for NBC? I don't know. Does he work for... He, he does work for NBC. All right. So, yeah, someone send one of those photos in. Yeah. I want a signed picture of Arlo but he, White he, in the studio. But he always posts pictures before the games mm. of his notes. But he has, like... Post-it cards yeah. on a massive card. It's, it's very detailed. One and the, the, he must have like a research assistant. Someone right, goes it. into it because that's so time-consuming for every game, especially right now. It's like a game every other yeah. day. That's oh, brilliant, though. Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, it's good. But yeah, I think there's way more that go into it than because even just commentating on that game in Greece for me, it was like you're trying to sort of piece together the action, but also like the fillers. Yes, yeah, right? you know, like dead air. Some cool backstories, like whilst yeah. the ball's out of bounds, like yeah. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah, they asked me to do it, but I no. couldn't because I was coaching. How's <laughs> yeah. that? Would you want to mic me up? <laughs> That'd be interesting. Strange. You'd yeah. be a big fan of that coaching. Uh, coaches mic'd being up. mic'd up. No, absolutely not. No not swearing. I don't, I don't, I'm not a big swearer. I don't think. Um, I just don't really feel a need for it. I, I, swearing is something that will be used strategically with, you know, to. If you need to rile, rile people up, the right people. But I don't believe in just swearing for the sake of it. It's not really my go, but there are some managers that are very bad. Yeah, a lot of swearing. Yeah, I don't... A bit old school. It's not for me, really. Yeah. So what do you think about Mexican football team Tigres are on their way to the World Club Cup final, devastating and breaking the hearts of Palmeiras fans because Brazilians love that tournament. They do love it. And they're really upset because Tigres have done it. And this is a really interesting story. I've got to read a bit more about um, Andre Pierre Gignac because... Yeah. It's a really unique story. Like he's been in Mexico for a long time. Yes, we. It's a strange one because he's obviously he's, he's, he's a record scorer, isn't he, in the Mexican league? I think he's the record scorer, but also he moved there at a time when you probably thought maybe it was a bit of a filler for him. And he's st it's still a tough league. It's not like oh, it's a, good league. a piece of piss league, right? right? For anyone that doesn't know, like the Mexican league is very very high level. Liga MX, and he's playing for uh, Tigres. And he's been there for a while, but he's top scorer. And every season he bags 20-odd goals, yeah. right? But what an interest. So if you don't know who the player is, Gignac is a, a Frenchman. Yeah. And he's been in Mexico for a long time. But it's kind of an odd story that you he's, end up in Mexico and then you stay there for so long. I think he scored the winner against LAFC in the CONCACAF Champions League final this Correct. year. And yeah. Good good goal, very well taken. Mm -hmm. But he's, I imagine that it's just a case of if he was to go back to France now, he's not going to go play for PSG. He's not going to go play... Uh, you know, he's not going to play in a top-level team. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's not. He's, he's going to end up, you know, middle of the pack because mm. he's not a big, glamorous name to sign. Mm. So why would you want to go back and play for a mid-level team when you could be a top dog in, in a in a very good league? Well, and now look at this. I mean, they're the first Concacaf side to ever reach the Club World Cup final, mm. which is huge. I mean, that's that's big for the region. Yeah, oh, massive. And they'll play Bayern Munich on Thursday, I think it is. Yeah, Thursday. Probably get smashed. I don't know. Bayern Munich only beat Al Ali. Who are the Bayern Munich of Egypt? The Bayern Munich of <laughs> Egypt. They're on like a twenty-game unbeaten run with a new manager before this game. They just lost to Bayern Munich. And they lost two 0 What score was it? Two 0 Two 0 Then sounds like it was Bayern dominated, but two 0 is pretty respectful. Bayern B team probably. Well, that first team right there. Was it? Yeah. And now, well, where's this game being played? I have absolutely no idea. Okay. Should, so I, what, should I know this? Probably Club World Cup final. Uh, so that so they changed the format of that obviously right because of COVID. Because usually that's a whole, like, they go to Japan or somewhere, right, to play that tournament. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with it. Yeah. Not bothered. 
That's not Domi Elmo, have I? No, not at all. I like Gignac, though. I like that story. I like kind of like unique stories of footballers going to like sort of random countries and doing really It's outside well. the box, isn't it? Yeah. You wouldn't expect a Frenchman to be the top scorer in the Mexican league. He must, he must be getting paid well. Well, it has to be getting wedged. Mexican teams pay really well. Yeah. That's why, yeah, no, why no one wants to leave Mexico. That's why yeah. there was a problem that a lot of young Mexican players should have gone maybe to Europe to progress a little yeah. bit and they weren't going because the wages were too good and they didn't want to leave home. It's like, why would I go and live somewhere else when I can make the same yeah. money here What's and the point? play for my hometown team and be a legend? Fair. Yeah. Very so, yeah, anyway, Club World Cup coming right up. Uh, that's Thursday. Uh, quick touch on Zlatan because he has bagged 500 club goals Insane. Yeah. How old is he? He must be Brady's age. He's 39, he's 39, I think. 39, 40, 40, 40. Somewhere out there. He's up there. I guess that's an example of elite at his age. Madness. Well, speaking of old books, I was reading that Ronaldo just bagged 300 after 30. Like, since he's been it's 30. Insane. He's 35. He scored 300 and something goals since he was 30 years old. Like, There's players who played a whole career and don't even get close to that. No. So, do you think that you're going to see now? AC Milan had it in the mid 2000s with the Milan lad, but are we going to see just it be way more common that players play into later years? I know it's kind of going circling back yeah. to the beginning of the show, but is that going to just be more I think, common? I think with the sports science that's now involved and guys taking care of themselves, yeah, and players at that level now, they're not smoking, they're not drinking, they're right. not partying, they're, they're just doing all they're the right stuff, they've got all the support. Yeah. Yeah, there, there will be some, but I think the game is also evolving. The game's quicker and it's more demanding. Yeah. It's making it even harder for them to continue playing at that level. You look at us, like we joke about it. You go out and play on a Saturday against a, a group of lads who are 10 years younger than us, and you know it. Yeah. You know it. They're quicker, it. they're faster, just naturally, right? These, and these guys, it's just an intelligence thing, huh? Yeah, but Ronaldo and Zlatan are still like raw power. Still unbelievable. Athletes. They're the exceptions to the rule, though, aren't they? That's why they're playing yeah. at the level they are, I guess, yeah. Well, yeah, and AC Milan, top of the league since last time got there. They are first place with Inter Milan chasing after them. And what's he got? He's got like, he's, he's bagged a bunch of goals. He's got 82 goals at AC Milan. I know that's combined over like three yeah. different periods. Mm. He bagged 53 here in for Galaxy. Yeah. He was only there for a season. Yeah, he scored quite a few for United. And he was, he, he was out for United for six months with a bad knee. Look at the clubs that he scored for. Ajax, Juventus. So Ajax, debatably the best team in Why did you skip Malmo? Oh, sorry. Malmo, the best team probably in Sweden. He's won the league everywhere he's been, I think. Ajax, best team in Holland. Juventus, obviously Italy. Inter Milan, top team in Italy. Barca, scored goals. PSG scored goals. United, scored goals. Galaxy, scored goals. It's madness. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, well, speaking of games, it's time for the game. With no name. So Tom and got, I won last week. Tom got his 5-1. Tom got back on the board. I gave him a load of freebies because he was sulking and I hated seeing his little face. Just feeling the wrath of the game. So this week we're going to switch up a little bit anyway. We're going to switch to 90s players. So if you're new and you haven't listened to the game before, shame on you for not listening to the show before, but you're here now. So I suppose welcome. Um, but yeah, we're switching up. So the format of the game is I say a player to Tom, initials of yep. a player's name and the team that he plays for. This week is going to be special edition. It's 90s only. So uh, I read it off to Tom and he has to guess. He has 10 seconds to get it right. I'm winning 5-1 overall. Tom's been hopeless at this, but it could be a little bit of Surgeons for Tommy. You're only as good as your last performance, my friend. So technically, I'm the reigning champ. All right, so reigning champ. Come at me, my friend. All right, so I go first because I lost last week. So you want to kick it off? So I give you the first one. Yes, give it to me. Excellent. Here we go. Give it to me. Okay, 90s footballers. 90s footballers. Scroll to find them. And that's 1990s, not footballers that are 90. <laughs> Nasty. That'd be tough. Okay, 10 seconds. Right. PB Liverpool. Peter Bersley. 
No. Phil Bab. Phil Bab it mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. I gave you that one last week on your Bob uh, Manning's player. You gave me Phil Bab last week? <laughs> Fucking clown. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> That's a warm-up. That's just for the people that haven't... I, I get, oh, for I, God's sake. I get two for that because I got Peter Bursley as well. <sighs> All right, ready? No. RF Newcastle. Rule Fox. Yep. Nice. Well yes. Done. Oh, yeah. He's just a Spurs legend, so yeah, he's probably in two two minds there. Better in Newcastle. Was he? Yeah. Very good on the wing at Spurs. Was it Coventry as well? Don't know. Anyway. All right, next. 1-1. One, one. One, one. Oh, it's a game. Oh, head to head. It's on. You ready? KD, Bolton. I was going to say Kevin Doyle. Um, oh, I've got five seconds. Kevin Davis. Very good. <laughs> Unbelievable football in the air. Scored so many headers. The last of the great nineties. Great targets. The, the last of the t- great target strikers. He was. He was. That was a like super direct. Like he was yeah. a flick on merchant man. Yep. Class. Was that Big Sam? He was there as well. Big Sam was there, which is really scary. That Big yeah. Sam was there back in the day. Yeah. So nineties yeah. footballers. All right. Next. RP Arsenal. Robert Perez. Easy one. Ah, oh, come on, Tommy. Easy one. Is that 2-2? Two, 2-2. Two? Two, two. <laughs> 90s is our, is nice. our era. Yeah, it's showing our age. <laughs> All right, third. Oh, that's a tough one for you. That's it. So it's 2-2, two, two, yeah? Yeah, 2-2. Two, two. Tough one. U-E, Aston Villa. You go ahead, <laughs> Excellent work, mate. Three out of three for you. Even I give you Phil Bab, unbelievable. One oversight. I, I gave you a really easy one for the last one. Oh, have you? All right, so it's JD West Ham. Julian Dix. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> Too easy. Too yeah. All right, so for this last one, it's the bonus question. And for this one, it's worth two. It doesn't really matter because we're tied right now. Tied up. But this is going to be a 90s manager. We're going to be naming a 90s manager for the bonus question. So go on, hit me, I go, mate. I go first. Yep. All right, it's Aston Villa again. Oh, Villa. R-A. Ron Atkinson. Oh, God, so easy. <laughs> so easy. Big run. So easy. All right, so you've got to get this, otherwise you lose. Yeah. No pressure. All right, ready? Yep. J.R. Everton. Oh, you might have done me here. John, Joe, Royal. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Joe Royal, got it. So oh. tied. It's What's tied. happened? Is that, it's we don't do ties in America, do we? We'll have to tie for it. Yeah, so sorry, we just take a point each for that. So, so, I, stay the reigning, so I stay as the reigning champ, as no, you were. We're joint champs. Oh. <laughs> All right, well, that's oh, the end please. of the game with no name. All right, we're going to jump into this week's hot topic. And what is this week's hot topic, Thomas? So uh, what's kind of been alarming to me this week what's is... What's been chapping your ass? <laughs> no, zero <laughs> things have been chapping my ass. Um, no, I, I, the news this week... There's been a couple of red cards that were given out this week that were pretty contentious. Mm. Uh, Mike Dean at the centre of two of them. Do you like Mike Dean as a ref? I never like it when he's on a Spurs game because he's got that potential to influence the game, in my opinion. He gets a lot of shit because he makes like the game about him is what He's a bit of a showman, isn't he? Yeah. He clearly loves refing, yeah, which it. I like that he loves refing. Yeah. Um, and he makes it interesting, right? That's entertainment. Football, professional sport is an entertainment industry. You watch it because you want to be entertained, right? Yep. We talk about how many boring football matches we've got when we watch and we moan, nothing happened. Mike Dean, there's not many games of Mike Dean man, ref, refs that are shit. Yeah, it's so, usually entertaining. He's had two red cards this week that were both overturned uh, by the committees uh, with retrospective view, right? So they've gone back and had a look and said, no, you've got that wrong. 
which is a the hot topic part first part for me is well how the fuck are they going back after you've already reviewed it on var do you, do you and now changing the decision are you suggesting it's undermining the ref it's not just undermining the ref, it's undermining VAR. The if they check, he went and checked it on the camera, still went with a red card, and then they come back and they're like, we've checked your check, and you're wrong. Like, that's insane to me. It's a, it's a bit of a kick in the balls. There shouldn't be any retrospective action. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> doesn't that floor the yeah. whole system? It's a bit of a kick in the balls. But what? Yeah. That's madness. I, I agree with you on that regard. Uh, what I find interesting here is that it, are we just slowly, maybe this is too far away, it's too abstract right now, but are we moving slowly but surely? away from the referee doing anything? Is it all going to be called with technology and through cameras? And like, maybe there's an official, but the official's not actually calling the game. He's just blowing a whistle and enforcing a technology-based decision. Because then the referee can't get any grief. Mike Dean's getting fucking death threats this week. That's insane. Which was part two of my hot topic. Yeah. Was, yeah, I mean, it's, it's mad that he's getting literally death threats sent to him and his family. That's not okay. Based upon decisions he made in football games. And, and I don't... Listen, referees should be criticised and they should be held to a standard, but but there's a way to do it. And, and that's the thing that's just so bad about social media because you get these warriors that are no. hidden behind, nobody knows who they are, and, and they're throwing out threats like that. And I don't under, even understand what the point is. What, like, oh, I'm going I'm to threat threaten Mike Dean and his family. I'm, we're we're going to kill you. What would you get out of that? He's not going to change the decision against your team. If he's a West Ham fan that's upset that Suchek got sent off, well, that's not going to change anything that happened in the game. Like, oh, giving him a death threat. See, it's pitiful. Well, the reason I brought the other part of it up is that the FA overruling his decision and the VAR's decision, sh- it shows and tells me that they are going to be okay eventually just stripping the human error and making it so that a human can't make that mistake. It'll be eye in the sky. Well, there's no ref. I, look, Mike Dean's on the pitch and blowing the whistle, but he's not actually calling the game anymore. It's going to be, the technology yeah. is going to be so good that it'll just be radioed into his ear, give a free kick. Yeah. It's a free kick, give a free, it's, a, it's not a penalty. And will that make the game more efficient? It's just, I don't, I don't want to say I don't like it because it, it could work, right? It could work. I can see a world where that works yeah. with the technology. Human error removed. But, but, but what does that roll into in other aspects of your life as well? Are we going to be policed by robots? Like, is everything going to change? Like, that's not a world I want <laughs> the to live in. Yes. Yeah, it's not a world I want to live in. You uh, know what I mean? Newsflash, you're living in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my phone just started flashing for some reason. <laughs> yeah. you, you are living in it, my man. <laughs> it's, a scary, it's a scary, for me, that's a scary slope. Um, will it improve the game potentially? But but they can't get it right now. So I, I think you need a referee because what technology what, what technology can't factor in is the emotion of a game. Right? Sometimes the right decision in one game is the wrong decision in a different game, which sounds crazy if you're going by the letter of the law. But in a game that's high high tempo, high um, high stakes, and there's a challenge early in the game and you give a yellow card right in the first two minutes. You're told to give a yellow card. And then there's another tackle, but it's not really, you know, it doesn't need to be another yellow card, but by the letter of the law it is. So you give him a second yellow for a pitfall and it starts killing the game because you, you lose that factor. Mm. Well, I think sometimes you'll see a referee and people always say, oh, it shouldn't matter if it's in the first minute or the last minute. Well, it does, doesn't it? Because you, you start dishing out cards from the very first whistle, you kill the game. Does it, does it though? Because is that is that... I get what you're saying. It's a great point. It's to play devil's advocate, is that a problem, though? That With the ref, game. Yes. Is it go the other way? Is it a problem that refs 
either get too emotional or they, they, are, have they are influenced by the environment. They have a bias. They, whether they like it or not, yeah. they have a bias, right? They yeah. like a player. Uh, you were a prick. Yeah, yeah. You were a prick to me last time I refed you in West two. Ham two months yeah. ago. Well, I, I'm going to be much quicker to be, and I know that they're trying uh, not that, to be. That's definitely true. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you see that even on a on a Saturday in whatever league you're playing. Of course. Where, where you show up and I'm like, I've had it even when I coach kids and I show up and I see the ref that's going to be there. And I, I don't get after refs in youth football, but right. you see him and you're like, oh, fuck's sake. I know this guy's going to be atrocious. Mm-hmm. Like, and that, that is human so, bias, so, right? so removing that, will that not just improve the game? Because it makes it more honest where, look, a yellow is a yellow because this happened, not because the ref perceived it or yeah. so interpreted it in sort of. I just saw him foul him, and by the letter of the law, that's a yellow card booking. That is not a yellow because it was a foul and it's how, the first one. How does technology understand intent? How do they? How do they understand if he meant to trip him? Or if it was, you know, you still need a human I still th- behind those decisions. I, I still I still think there's a human, there's a panel of oh. the VAR guys. So he's like the masked magician. You'll never yeah, know who he he's is. Oz. Yeah. <laughs> right? He's just you've got they've got it in the studio now. Three guys in the VAR yeah. van or wherever the fuck yeah. it is. And they're watching the game. I love the way you think it's a van. Oh, it's yeah. parked outside yeah. the stadium. <laughs> the, the, the Premier League's just got a lot of ice cream vans. <laughs> you can just see your man in there, Mike Dean, having, having a, a Cornetto watching the game. Bling, bling. A couple of sprinkles. Yeah, yeah. No, but like the three guys call the game and the guy on, is just the boots on the ground. Think about what that would do to the game removing the pressure yeah. from you've seen players surrounding refs that that influence is immediately gone i'm not saying that's what i want i'm just no. sort of yeah going through it but you could see it happening the bigger these mistakes get one of these refs someone will that's follow through someone yeah. will hurt one of them Jesus. over a final it's but we've been close to it before with yeah. players and refs yeah. it'll happen a ref or a ref will commit suicide or something yeah. like that Jesus. and there'll be a tipping point and they'll change it yeah you're going to end up with you're going to end up with this like weird football league that is ai technology based all this and they're not grassroots football yeah Right, it's this weird hybrid's going to come on. So anyway, that's the end of this week. Oh, Tom, hit us with your final thought, baby. Yeah, just really. Uh, I haven't got one this week, actually. You just can make it. No, nah, I haven't got one. I was going to make one up there, yeah. but nah, I've not really got a final thought this week. Really, yeah. A lot of my focus has been on that hot topic, really. Yeah. It, it sort of bugged, it bugged, it bugged me a little bit because mm-hmm. I've thought about it as well because I've been at games where you give the ref abuse and you you kind of get into that crowd mentality but yeah. like to go above and beyond behind it just it's not, didn't, it's not sat right with me that this week it's yeah. uh i don't think anyone and the, the abuse players get on social media and stuff like that i don't you sort of look at it sometimes and you're like yeah it's you know the part is part of the job but you think about it like imagine if you were to open up your phone and you see some of those things they get it's grim man yeah it's grim. horrible yeah it's not good that's mad. Yeah, fair dues. All right, cool. So we'll wrap up by uh, pushing everyone to the website. If you missed our article last yeah. week, John Arnold had a great piece called Ringers up on the website discussing the underground world of amateur football in the United States. That's up on the website at healthyobsession.soccer. We got our away jersey out for pre-order today. Class. It's probably close to gone, sold out. So if you're hearing this and you didn't go check the website, see if we've got any left in stock. They'll be shipping out in March, but they're on sale now. And we'll be back on Thursday with the weekly show. Um, so you'll have some more flavor for the end of the week. Right. Yeah. Anything else for anything else, Thomas? Nah, jump in the WhatsApp if you're a... Uh... Jump in the WhatsApp. Good football chat yeah. going on in there. WhatsApp yeah. group. Uh, you can email us if you want to get in touch with the show. Thomas, yeah. email. Uh, hello at a healthy obsession.soccer. Yeah, that's it. Well done, man. Look at that. Yeah, really good.
Now you're improving every week. Let me get out of here before I ruin it. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back with you soon. Cheers. Bye-bye.